Welcome to the Marketing in the Wild podcast. I'm Julia from Stratus Creative Marketing, where we are obsessed with finding real life in the wild stories about business and marketing. Friends of Marketing in the Wild, we have a special guest with us today, a part of our summer series of women founders, Betty. Uh, Betty, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Well, hi, everyone. And hi, Julia. Thank you for having me today. Um, my name is Betty. I am a licensed registered dietitian. I'm a personal trainer. I do like 20 other things. Um, but I am the lead dietitian and the owner of Eat With Betty. So I am a consultant for one. I work with businesses and companies doing public speaking. I also work at hospitals doing some of their clinical and inpatient services. But the bulk of Eat With Betty is I help people improve their relationship with themselves, with food, um, food behaviors. I also work with people that have diagnosed eating disorders or disordered eating. Mm -hmm. And I love what I do. Every day is different. That's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. So tell me how you got to this point. Yes. So I have a previous background in molecular cell biology. That's where my first degree um, is in. I did that at the University of Puerto Rico. And then I went out to tour with my rock band um, at the time. <laughs> I know I was like, well, I need to do something that allows me to be more flexible. So I became a certified personal trainer. And once we kind of set roots in the Midwest, um, I live in Madison, Wisconsin now. I've been here for about uh -huh. nine years. Um, I was working as a personal trainer for a really long time. And I hit this roadblock in my career. I, I've always been very goal oriented and I was getting very burnt out from being a personal trainer. I mean, working full time is not fun. You're working mm -hmm. um, crazy hours, waking up super early and it's just very inconsistent. So I went back to school. I became a registered dietitian. And before I did that, I was already working as a nutritionist with different businesses and local gyms. So I knew right from the get-go that I wanted to own my own business um, as a registered dietitian. So as soon as I got done with that, I, I rebranded myself. Um, it was previously Betty G Fitness, but now um, that I'm a registered dietitian, I rebranded to Eat With Betty. And that's kind of where my entrepreneurship took off. Yeah, that's awesome. I would love... like. You also have an interesting part of your background in bodybuilding. Um, and so how has that like played into this career and this venture? Yes. So I started competing in bodybuilding back in 2016. And I um, quote unquote retired in 2021 when I won my pro card. I, I would like to say, I know for a fact that competing in bodybuilding did play a huge role in this kind of track of my life and my career. Um, I've always loved working out, of course, as a past soccer player and, you know, lifting weights and whatnot. But it wasn't until I became a competitive bodybuilder that I realized that the nutrition aspect of everything um, was the thing that could elevate you and take you from, you know, nothing to becoming a pro bodybuilder. Mm -hmm. And there was also a lot of disordered eating in this right area um not only from myself because i did experience some of that but with other fellow competitors so i've, I've really tried to focus a lot of my message on social media 
um, catered a lot towards um, athletes and bodybuilders too. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's a great sport for people, um, that want to do it, but I only, I think that only a select few are able to do it in a positive Mm -hmm. way. I do think that for the most part, a lot of people develop some not so great Mm -hmm. eating habits. Well, it's kind of interesting that that is part of your story because speaking from experience of your own um, eating qualms um, so that you can like share that pain with other people. I would imagine that's been helpful. Absolutely. And it's one of those things too. And it's super funny when I was in school for this program, um, someone came in and said, you know, if you've struggled with an eating disorder, you should never tell any of your clients that. And I think that took me aback for a lot of reasons, but I think it's very important to be transparent with the people that I work with. And I think there's also value from them understanding like, okay, she gets it. She's been there. And not to say that there aren't great dietitians working in the eating disorder realm, right? That haven't gone through that experience. But I don't think that we should. um, And if there are any dietetic students out there listening to this, don't let your past experiences become something that you feel like you should hide. If anything, it's something Mm -hmm. that allows you to learn more, to have more empathy, and um, Mm -hmm. it allows you to communicate with people in a different way. Right. And I feel like it would even, for me at least, it would create this element of trust to know like, okay, Betty has been there, um, is experiencing like whatever recovery that looks like. And now like I... I can see the light at the end of the tunnel too. Um, I love that. So we actually connected on social media. And the reason that I found you is because I also have friends in Madison. I love everything that you put out on social media. Um, I think that you have an incredible style, but you also do a really good job of bringing different things into it. Like I'll name a few, like your past experience as a bodybuilder, like every once in a while that comes up. Um, your own workouts, your own eating habits, your own travels, also your Latina roots. Um, that comes out a lot. Um, how have you figured out like what to share and what not to share? Ah, that's a great question. Um, I have always felt like a lot of imposter syndrome when it comes to social media. Um, because I don't, I've never been that person that wants to put everything out there or sit Mm -hmm. behind a computer or a phone and like, curate all these beautiful pictures and these beautiful reels. And one of the things that I gathered or that I absorbed the most from my business coach that I was working with a couple of years ago was done is better than zero or something like mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. I, the moment I stopped putting this pressure on myself of, oh my God, I need to put this type of content out there the more organic it felt. And I don't post every single day. And they say that you have to Mm -hmm. post every single day. But (laughs) I want people to feel like they know me, even if they don't. And that's one of the things that I miss a lot from other social media um, personalities or influencers is their content Mm -hmm. looks so curated and so perfect that to a point, it feels very unnatural. And Mm -hmm. I want people to get to know me. I want people to know the things that I go through. Sometimes I don't eat the best because I'm just, I poor plan that day um, or I'm yeah. out and about doing things with my dog or I'm out singing with mm-hmm. my band. You know, I want people to feel mm-hmm. like, okay, this is a real person. 
And maybe mm-hmm. one day it'll click. I don't think it's clicked for me <laughs> yet. Like, how often should I post? What kind of things people want right. to know? Um, but, you know, social media is one of those things. It's ever-changing. So just... Oh, for sure. But whatever well, feels I comfortable, could... I guess, is the way I operate. I can tell you one thing that I love about what you post is um, when you post like your workouts, it's never with like, I never walk away feeling like, oh, crap, I didn't get mine in. Like, uh, I never feel like ashamed or guilty. Like, I like, that's awesome for Betty. Maybe I'll do it later. Um, (laughs) And so I feel like people are getting a little bit of a taste of who you are and what it would be like to work with you. Because they're getting to see this like authentic um, part of you that you're a multifaceted, multi-passionate person, um, not only talking about food. So absolutely, uh, I love that. Yay. Uh, so I'm curious, like, uh, what was what has been one of like the hardest things about growing your business or starting your business? Mm-hmm. You know, I think the hardest thing about starting the business was moving away from just being a provider or a coach, you know, kind of someone who just gives Mm -hmm. services and understanding that you're now a business person too. And I have never been business savvy. I've always been more on the nerdy side. Like I I just want to be in a room or in a lab. I just want (laughs) to cook food. I just want to train people. Business has never been an area of something that I would identify as a strength. So I would say that would be Mm -hmm. the hardest thing to start off. And like Mm -hmm. I tell people, you know, if I can't do something or I just don't have the time, I'll I'll pay someone to do it for me. And Mm -hmm. that's why, you know, when I started, I was kind of struggling a lot because I didn't know a lot of the things about being a business person. And then I hired a business coach and then everything made Mm -hmm. sense. And now that I've kind of have those, um, you know, tools kind of in my toolbox, so to speak, I think the hardest thing now is keeping the momentum going, especially Mm -hmm. because we live in a world that's so dependent on social media. Um, Mm -hmm. And one of the ways that I've combated that was or has been, you know, mixing both my online presence with my physical presence in my community. So sometimes I step away and I look at my profile and I think, oh, my God, people probably think that I'm just sitting at home watching TV all day because I'm not posting (laughs) or or doing all these crazy marketing tactics. But I'm doing public uh-huh. speaking locally. I'm cool. doing all these other things in my area. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anyone's just starting out a business, I, I always want people to remember that social media can disappear at any moment. So mm-hmm. what would you do if social media stopped existing? And right. that's kind of how I live my life as an entrepreneur now. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is important. But also this other thing too is important because if it just fails one day or crashes, mm-hmm. I still need to have a job. <laughs> Mm-hmm, for sure. Did I say that you were doing an event at Dream Bank? You didn't, but I did. I did do that. Oh, you did? Yes. Okay, awesome. I think I saw some advertisement about it. Though. Yeah, so I've done two. Um, Dream okay. Bank is amazing. It's um, mm-hmm. 3AM and um, they yeah. just do these awesome webinars yeah. and they've brought me on twice. So, That's And awesome. they're on the YouTubes. So if anyone wants to go see, just... <laughs> On my well, I think even like even if they have like a digital version, even if it was an mm-hmm. online event, it is like getting you in front of real people 
um, whether in Madison or outside of Madison. Absolutely. Um, I'm a big fan of Dream Bank. Um, So what is some of like the best things that you've loved about your business? Uh, You know, the one thing that truly gives me so much joy every day is empowering people to improve their health and their relationship with themselves and with food. I've always been a huge, you know, throughout my entire programming, it's I'm here to teach you all these things, but I want you to fly away and do these things on your own. So when I get Mm -hmm. people after we're done working together saying, you've given me everything I need to keep going on on my own, or I don't long, I no longer care about how much I weigh because I'm lifting heavy and my clothes feel different and I'm so confident Mm -hmm. now. Those are the things that truly keep me going because it is hard. It's emotionally draining, especially when I'm working with eating disorder clients. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the end of the day, when people, when you've given people something that they can hold on to for the rest of their lives, that's my Mm -hmm. favorite thing. And of Mm -hmm. course that it's flexible and it allows me to travel and, and be with my dog Mm -hmm. at home and all that other fun (laughs) stuff. Oh, I think that's incredible. I mean, really like we, um, I think as human beings, like we can experience so much pride or so much shame around our own health. Um, And so to be able to give people some wins where they can experience that pride, like maybe it's like, I love the illustration of like, hey, I don't care if my like weight hasn't gone down because I'm lifting heavier. Like, like how cool is that? Like helping them reframe so that they can approach their own health from pride with pride. So. Yeah. So I'm curious, like if you were talking to somebody who is like, buddy, I'm going to start a business, what would you tell them? Like what would, what advice, what, what would you tell them? Yeah. Um, the first question I would ask them is why, (laughs) why do you want to start a business? Um, I think it's very important for people to have realistic expectations of what starting a business entails. Oh, because I want to be my own boss. Okay. But why? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes having a nine to five and not bringing home work is great. Um, After you've identified like why you want to start a business is what do you want people to take away from Mm -hmm. it? Um, Do you want people to depend on you forever or do you want people to learn skills and apply it on their own? Because those are two different Mm -hmm. business models, right? There are businesses Mm -hmm. where it's subscription-based and the person's there with you um, forever and ever and ever. And then there's other business structures where you're just teaching them and they fly away on their own. Um, So Mm -hmm. why you want to start a business? What do you want your potential client to take away from it? And Mm -hmm. do the research. Mm -hmm. It's so important to do the research. Um, I would say those three things. And if I were to add the fourth, which I think should be number one. It's the most important. <laughs> Just start it. Mm-hmm. Because if you fail, it's fine. Um, mm-hmm. I do think there are ways to fail gracefully, right? Yeah, I, I would sure. never recommend anyone sinking their entire life savings into a business, mm-hmm. right? Without having a, a safety net. Um, but mm-hmm. you can start a business with zero dollars. Totally. And you can try something. And if it doesn't work, then you just have to recalibrate. Yeah. Um, I recently, I love the question of like, why? I recently had um, a graduating senior uh, who is thinking about going into entrepreneurship. 
And I've been doing this for like five and a half years. And so she asked me like, well, at what point did you feel like everything was stable? <laughs> and I was like, well, um, stability looks different now. But I was like, trust me, there are days where I'm still freaking out. Like, um, And so I was like, you really, you really have to define the why because Like, I told her, I was like, if stability is what you seek, like, this isn't for you. And that's okay. Like, that's okay because sometimes things happen and you just don't know what to expect. And so I think that why is, like, really important. Um, Absolutely. And just like when I talk to my clients, too, is why do you want to work with me? Why do you want to lose 20 pounds? Because Mm -hmm. the road gets rocky real fast. And if you don't have a clear cut vision of why you're doing this in the first place, I mean, you know, Julia, how many times did you freak out in the beginning? And five years later, how many times do you continue to freak out? Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's okay if you're one of those people that wants to go into an office, do your nine to five and go home. That's awesome. If that's what you want to do, you know, but yeah. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing is like, there's something for everyone. I remember when I first started my business and uh, I had these wonderful friends who would take me out to eat because I had zero time and they were like, you have to eat. So we're going to take you out and we're going to pay you, pay for you because you're also poor. So like, (laughs) it's like the highlight of my week. And every time we would talk about how my business was going, they would just say, I would never want to do that. They were like, I love being able to go into a nine to five leave and not have to think about it and I think that there there's something for everybody like not I think sometimes entrepreneurship is glorified and it is fun for those of us who want to do it but it's not for everybody and that's okay so absolutely um, I love that you have such good friends I know they were the best my (laughs) one of my best friends too he he tells me at least once a week your life is exhausting (laughs) <laughs> like thank you yeah, he works for the state <laughs> he goes to work and then he goes home and does whatever he wants and I'm like yeah sometimes I would want to have your life <laughs> yeah for sure for sure for sure there's something out there for everyone and we need all of them we what? need all of us to like make a like good functioning society so mm-hmm. um Betty this has been so much fun thank you um if people want to find you where can they follow you they can follow me on Instagram. That's kind of where I communicate with people the most. I don't think people use email as much. Um, Betty G dot Guerrero, G-U-E-R-R-E-R-O. That's my last name. Or you can just email me. I love this. Um, uh, eat with Betty at gmail.com. I'm also on TikTok making funny videos sometimes. Um, the most animated <laughs> <Love it>. dietitian. <laughs> the most animated dietitian. So, yeah. Email me, DM me, whatever you want. I love talking Sweet. to people. If you have questions, shoot me a message. For sure, for sure. Well, buddy, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for um, just gifting us with a little bit of your presence and a little bit of your wisdom. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you for making you know this platform available for female entrepreneurs. I'm so excited. This has been my favorite summer yet. So hey. all right. Friends, 
Thanks for tuning into this week's podcast episode. I'm so glad that you have. If you've enjoyed it as much as we have, I just ask you to subscribe so you know each time we have a new episode coming out. If you loved our podcast and want to give us a rating or a review, I promise we will read each and every one of them. A special shout out to our friend, Carson Childers, who is producing our podcast. We really appreciate him and all the hard work that he's done for us. Also, thanks to the Stratos team. They have been behind the scenes doing all of the graphic design, brainstorming, etc., etc. Really, this wouldn't be possible without them. I'm thankful for each and every one of you guys. Lastly, listener, we'll be back next week, and I hope you will be too. <laughs>